Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Check. Now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another special episode of the Chef's Meal. Today, uh, we are joined by Derek Wong from the Film Trailers Podcast. What's up, Derek? Hey, what's up, Casey? What's up, man? Uh, I'm pretty sure you're, you're new to this kind of thing, but this is where the applause kind of comes in. So you, um, you, you internet bow kind of. Like, oh, okay. Yes. I'm used to that. I, I'm used to entering into rooms and then, you know, people applauding for people me. People just clapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, uh, Derek, where are you uh, Where are you located? Where are you from? Uh, I'm originally actually from Los Angeles, California, but I only recently relocated to Sacramento, California, actually. Oh, you're in Cali, Cali. Like born yes. and raised? Yes, yes. Born and raised Los Angeles, actually. Wow. that That must be nice. Is it like amazing weather the entire year? In Los Angeles, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it can get pretty hot. Uh, we will have days sometimes we'll get up to like 100, um, over 100. I'm finding that in Sacramento, there's more of those days. <laughs> yeah, Cali Cali is a huge state. Huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It. Uh, I mean, I've, I've lived, I'm living here now uh, where I did my schooling. I actually lived in the Bay Area, and then I grew up in... LA so I've been all over California actually oh wow yeah well good that's nice I I've only been maybe a handful of times for Disneyland because that's what you do when you go to California <laughs> right I mean I that's one thing I definitely miss when after I moved away yeah that and uh SeaWorld is SeaWorld even open yet uh, still rather oh yeah yeah it's still around oh, my I goodness. haven't been to SeaWorld in forever though yeah I, I think the last time I was I was maybe five the last time I was there. Yeah, I would say maybe like 10 for me or something like that. <laughs> now, if you don't mind, uh, why the podcast and why the film trailers podcast? So, yeah, I uh, I think partially it goes along with me moving. Um, me and a couple of friends, that's, that's what we love to do. We love to talk about movies. We love to talk about the kind of the latest movies coming out, kind of talk about movies, reviewing them after we watch them. And, you know, me moving away, this was kind of a, a way for me to still kind of connect with my friends and still kind of talk to them about movies and movie trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if you kind of listen to our podcast, we kind of have a rotating kind of chair of like about three or four hosts that we kind of yeah, you do. each week mm-hmm. will talk about the latest trailers and also get into some movie discussions. Right. Because that's what we really love to do is just really get into the nitty gritty and kind of talk, talk all these different topics about movies. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't fully listened to a lot of it. Um, is any one of you an actual filmmaker or have any experience doing camera work? No, no, we're actually not. We're just big. We're just movie fans, right? We love you know. Uh, one's a, like an, a programmer. One's a doctor. I'm you know I'm a designer. So we're all in different fields, but we just that's the one commonality between us is that we've been friends for a long time, and then we found out that we all love movies, and we watch movies together. Or I guess we used to. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like food. Everybody eats it. You just have exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. You just have to find that someone that loves it as much as you do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I agree. Now, I agree. talk about trailers though, because there's a whole bunch, right? And oh I yeah. Feel that more so than not, especially this year, all the movies uh, that have been featuring and uh, that I've seen. I don't watch a lot of movies. I- I'm in the culinary industry. Mm-hmm. I'm in the restaurant 70, 80 hours a week. Right. All yeah. my hours are yeah. in. Yeah. But 
it's something about this year that I was like, man, I really need to go see that movie. I, I really want to go see it. Uh, like earlier today, I watched uh, Men in Black, the newest oh, one. Oh, did you like it? I loved it. Nice. It yeah, amazing. I actually saw it recently too. I mean, I that's that's another one where we, we we've talked about in our in our podcast and it I think we, you know, I don't know what age you are, but that this is of the age where I think all these movies like Toy Story and Men in Black they're they're becoming a little bit more nostalgic for us, right? You know, I grew up yeah. and and that came out when I was a kid, kind of growing up with it, and now there's a new kind of iteration with new new stars and it got me excited to watch it, you know. And I yeah, think, I'm 34, by the way. Oh, okay. Then we're about the same age. I'm 32. We're about the same. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. My favorite movie of all time is Men in Black. Like, Really? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I oh, must have man. seen it 18 times. Around 18 times. Man, I think if we're talking about kind of movies when we were kind of growing up, I think my favorite is probably Rush Hour. Oh, yeah? I love that dynamic between uh, Chris <laughs> Tucker and Jackie Chan. It's funny you mention that. I call myself and my sous chef at the restaurant. We're a rush hour because I'm Asian. <laughs> He's black. <laughs> oh, nice. That's and I'm perfect. Like, I'm like, rush hour in the building. <laughs> and he That's gets perfect. it. He loves it, too. I know. It's it's a riot. But anyway, I'm sorry. I, I keep cutting you off. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. But yeah, I mean, I watched the movie. I, I had a lot. I had a blast watching it, man. It was uh, it was it, it brought me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made me miss Will Smith a little bit though, just because yeah, I, I it really think, did. Yeah, I think he's pretty iconic for that movie, and I, I really wish he was in the movie. But spoilers, sorry. Spoilers, <laughs> yeah, spoilers. There is one scene where they showed a little poster. I want to say like a like a little thing there where it yeah, was where you and, you see him and Tommy Lee Jones, but yeah, Jones he's not really in the movie. About the the cockroach, and I was just like, oh my god, yes, heartstrings, yeah. heartstrings. Yeah, and that's I think that's. Um, I mean, partially that's why I love movies, man. I mean, it's there's, and I, I'm guessing it's the same for food, man. There's an emotional connection to movies. There's that, an emotional connection, yes. Like I love, you know, it brings me back to my childhood. Brings me back to, you know, and movies connect with you in in just different ways to different people, and that's what I love about movies. Yeah. Yeah. So I compare that a lot to food because a lot of my memory revolves around food and how it's prepared. Uh, during the time, you know, I, I was born and raised in a third world country. Mm-hmm. And my earliest memory is my grandmother taking me to the kitchen. I was I was maybe like, I don't know, six or seven. She was like, here, make some eggs with me. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, you're going to learn how to do eggs today. Literally took me by the hip, uh, brought me with her into the kitchen. And we're, we're, wor- we're working with a walk. She's like, just stand there and look at me. And she's explaining away, et cetera, et cetera. After two weeks, I then first made my first fried egg. Oh, like, wow. That's not bad. Make that's not rice. bad. <laughs> my grandma's a sticker. But we'll, we'll get into it because I have a story for you. And I think you, you'll appreciate it. But anyway. Actually, actually I want uh, actually one of my first um, memories actually is, is of a food memory, too. So when I was young, you know, my I, my, my parents were from Hong Kong and, you mm. know, as a kid, they would take us to Hong Kong a lot. You know, I've been to Hong Kong, probably it's the country outside of the U.S. I've been to the most. And I remember when I was like about 10, yeah, about 10, uh, you know, we went back to Hong Kong and I, we were just walking around. I'm like, I, <laughs> I remember, I was like, I remember this, this pizza hut. Like, wh- why yeah, have I, I seen this pizza hut before? It's like, oh yeah, we took you here when you were like two and we went oh, to this wow. pizza hut and you you just like you had the best time like you and your grandma had the best time eating pizza and i was like 
wow like i i, I just couldn't remember like i couldn't like fathom remembering something when i was two but i guess that's one of my earliest memories is what of, was of this pizza hut that i went to my grandma with yeah it's when it connects with you and that's what you kind of revert back to that mm-hmm. earliest memory so obviously for me it's about food uh, for you, a couple of times about food, but more so, you know, you talk about movies and stuff because you like it so much, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into some of the food stuff, if you don't mind. But I'll, I'll yeah, keep switching back into no, no, of course. stuff because we have a lot. Look, I man, I love food. I love food. So it's it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do you absolutely refuse to eat? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I I hate cilantro. I just, yeah, I cannot stand cilantro on things. You know, when they put it on tacos, I'm just like, can we? And can you we live in California. This? Exactly, right? <laughs> Where it's like taco capital or, you know, Mexican food <laughs> capital and, and everything cilantro. has cilantro. Yeah, I can't, I can't stand it. I, it's the taste, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you eat it and instantly I could tell there's cilantro in it and it just <laughs> destroys, destroys it for me. I'm just like, nope, can't do this. Oh my, did your parents? Here's a question for you. Did your parents mm-hmm. uh, cook Asian cuisine when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. My mom loved, you know, soy sauce chicken, um, you know, all the kind of, the, you know, like shrimp and shrimp and eggs, all the kind of uh, great things I, I used to love growing up. And um, uh, sadly, I haven't picked up on those skills that my mom had. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do miss it. So whenever I do go back, I, I do cherish those times where I get to get my mom's um, kind of home cooking yeah, ask her ask her this for me if you don't mind uh, yeah say, mom have you ever used chinese parsley if she says yes here's a newsflash for you that's cilantro <laughs> uh so one thing <laughs> my uh I, I don't know how it is i'm sorry i don't, actually don't know your ethnicity i am filipino Filip- oh my girlfriend's filipino actually there you go <laughs> yeah yeah but uh I, I don't know if uh if it's a little diff uh different in filipino culture but you know my parents or my mom you know one thing that she always cooked for us was soup like we would always have some kind of soup and it, this is not mm. this, this isn't your like hearty soup your delicious tasting soup at times these were quote-unquote healthy soups so they didn't always taste the best oh and- yeah no 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 same thing uh, one one soup that she loved to make us drink, and I had to drink it, was a cilantro soup. Oh, there you I, go. I, as a good you know good boy, I I, uh, I I did it, but I dreaded it every time. And I think growing up, I told her like I can't stand this soup, and she has never made it for me again. So I'm lucky that way. But yeah, I I was a good I was a good boy, and I still drank that at least. Oh man, it, this throws me back because I, the reason I ask you that, and here's my here's my story for you. When I was younger, my second earliest memory, and this is my hate memory, and I I, I don't like using that word. My grandmother cooked me a soup, the same kind of thing. Uh, Filipino cuisine revolves mm-hmm. around a lot of stews, yeah, and a lot of fried items, right? So at one point, I come home uh, after the groceries, and my grandmother uh, then. You know, sits me down. It's it's always a thing with everybody else when they're growing up. Around three or four p.m., everybody kind of goes to the table. We have a, a mini, like before dinner kind of, like a like a merienda. That's what we call it. Mm-hmm. So instead of the typical fried rice or whatever the leftover pickings, she then brings out the soup, and I'm like, oh my god, yes, I love soup. I love ramen. That's like my thing. Mm-hmm. I look at it. She's like, just eat it. I'm like, what is this? I then partake. Uh, of this goopy soup and 
my most hated memory is eating this okra soup. <laughs> she gave me okra soup and she thought it was the most banging thing. <laughs> it was it just slime? Did you just eat a bunch of it, slime? It, it, <laughs> I, I, ate, I ate a bunch of boogers. That's what the hell that was. And a little more backstory. Nobody um, in the family is allowed to leave the table until you're finished eating. That's like uh, same, same, right? That, that's like the yep. entire thing for all Asian households. So I'm crying because I know I have to finish this, but at the same time, I don't want to. I don't want to eat anymore because it's just it's disgusting. Yeah. I look at my grandfather who's within earshot. I'm like, I'm like, la, um, I, I'm not gonna eat this. And then I looked at my grandfather. I was like, can can you help me out a little bit? <laughs> I I don't want to eat this. He comes up. Um, He's he's older already. He he tells his wife, "What the hell is that on this plate?" <laughs> My grandma kind of goes into tears. She was like, "I just made some soup off of this thing that I bought. It's great, isn't it?" He's like, "I'm not touching that. He's not touching that." <laughs> so your gra- your grandpa had your back for that one time. Just that one. Time. Just that one time. <laughs> just that one time. I did, any other times there isn't anymore, but. Yeah, that's my story. I hate okra. I the consistency is not what you should use it for. It's not made mm-hmm. to be in soups. However, uh, popular cuisine down in Louis- in Louisiana is gumbo. Mm-hmm. And to thicken to thicken that stock, they use uh, they use okra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's to a taste. It's not you're not gonna put like fifty pounds of okra to make it that soup. It's just a little bit, so it thickens it. You know. I mean, it's probably a testament that I, you're the first person I've ever heard that has drinking okra soup. So that's probably why it's not in, in most cuisines. It is. It is <laughs> disgusting. It is gross. <laughs> oh my word! I do not. Ah, uh, I do not condone that to any to any household whatsoever. Please, if you're listening to this podcast, and I know you are, do not give your children okra soup. Do not. <laughs> You're just gonna get a slurry of just Instagram posts of of okra <laughs> soups. People just drinking okra soups and just like, mm, this is so good, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, yes, chef said I need to do this, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna partake on it. Yes, yes. Um, now, the most disgusting thing you've ever eaten? Uh, because I'm you know Chinese, I've had bird's nest soup. Do you know That's what that regular. is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's familiar, regular to you? I am familiar with all Asian cuisine. Like okay. that is my forte. So none uh, of this sounds weird to me. All okay. this sounds normal. I mean that it was weird to me as a child, you know, when my parents are like, eat this, you have to eat this. Uh it's made from, <laughs> you know, regurgitated birds' nests, you know, when yes. a bird, you know, makes its nest, it regurgitates and you know, cr- creates this it's it's of a consistency. Uh, I mean, kind of what you're describing, it's 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 a little slimy. Once it's you know cooked down into a soup, it's a little slimy. It's it's but it's still got some structure to it. Mm-hmm. But man, you know when you're a little kid, you get described, hey, eat this, basically eat this vomit from a bird. You're just like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> and it makes it even worse when your mom's like, but it's a delicacy. Like yeah. this is so expensive. You should eat this. I'm like, I don't care how much it is. I don't want to eat this. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do appreciate I do appreciate that my mom, you know try to make me try all these different things and give, give me things that were, you know, nice, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you should ask your girlfriend if you don't mind, um, mm-hmm. has she ever eaten balut? Do you know what that is? I know what that is. 
every time you know we uh i go to my uh, a girlfriend's family's house and they're eating it my girlfriend's <laughs> eating it my girlfriend loves it actually she really likes it's amazing it i love it yeah yeah it's great but they you know they they open it up they they put it in my face and they're like derek do you want some i'm like no the first i just i don't think i could do it i just i hear the crunching yeah uh, do you want to describe what it is <laughs> so i've uh, i always ask this question uh, it's an unprocessed duck egg. Right before, like a day or two before it hatches, they then uh, braise, soft boil the egg, and essentially in a package, it is like 200 grams of protein. This little item, and you can mm-hmm. eat it from head to toe, the the shell and everything. But in Filipino cuisine, it's always served 5 a.m. in the morning, 6 p.m. at night. Those are the only times you'll hear these guys yell out in the streets. Balot, balot. That's like a whole thing. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. So they come out and people pay, and it's mostly predominantly, um, like, like escorted for pregnant women because it, it's the most nutrients mm. in such a small packet, you know. So mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's commonly eaten by pregnant women in the Philippines. But that's what it is. You you get to you get to experience the whole duck, yeah. Like literally the whole duck, and they just use a little sea salt on top of it, give it a little taste, mm-hmm. and it's great. Yeah, I can't. I can't take it when I can. You know, they're they're like, oh, I just I got some beak, and I'm like, no, 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 I I can't take that. <laughs> Has your mother ever cooked you the um the other Asian dish? The um, oh, what the hell it is? Uh, the uh, the the crab dish, the the the, um, the sweet and spicy crab, uh, Dungeness crab, uh, Dungeness crab. No, um, my my family we we grew up more on like blue crab. Oh, you okay? The blue, okay, I get it. Yeah, get with it. like you know, like you'll, you'll you'll see it in Chinese restaurants where it's like more like scallions and garlic, mm. that kind mm-hmm. of like. And then we grew up on that, so I grew up on that. I, I grew up loving crab and that kind of crab. Got it. I'm I'm more pertaining to the Sichuan cuisine. The, the yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But my grandmother man. cooked that a lot. My grandma's mm. brother, tri- uh, she's part Chinese also. I see. I mean, my girlfriend when we we're at her house, man. Sometimes they just have bunch of crab and crab legs with you know it's again it's like garlic um scallions and then i think uh, coconut milk so it's a little yeah, sweeter coconut milk. Mm-hmm. oh man that's so good too yeah we use that uh, i have a recipe in a restaurant where we we do that preparation but not dungeness crab um alaskan king crab so it's the oh. fancier yeah it's like it's like 64 bucks for that dish but it's it's delicious i'm there i'm there that sounds so delicious <laughs> now uh in terms of film, though, um, how long do you guys usually talk about the, the film trailers? Because trailers can be, you know, two minutes or sometimes if it's a full-pledged, like, uh, video on YouTube, it's like eight minutes. Do you guys break it down? Um, what exactly, how does that, um, how does that, you know, how do you guys discuss that? Yeah, we, we try to keep our episodes you know, within 30 to 45 minutes. I mean, we're not going to, uh, we don't break down trailers. We kind of try to go in and discuss some of our, the, some of the moments in the trailers that we are really looking forward to. Um, I like to play this game where I, I, I make predictions that are just, just terribly wrong, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's fun. I think that's, that's part of why trailers kind of get us excited, right? It shows us something and maybe, uh, it's misleading or it shows us something that, you know, gets us excited so that we are like, Oh, what if this happens or what if that happens? And it kind of gets your kind of creative juices flowing. Right. And I think that's partially why I love watching trailers too, is that it, it gets me really excited for movies. 
you know, I'm, I'm this like kind of love hate relationship with trailers. I mean, for a long time, I actually stopped watching trailers. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I, I felt like they were giving away too many spoilers or kind of giving oh, away too you. much in the movies. Got but it, I've, it. I've come to a place where I've, you know, I've, I'm, I'm, I've settled down I'm meddled, meddled out in that kind of, uh, that thinking. And I'm trying to get back to a place that where it excites me and, you know, it's something that I'm kind of looking forward to watching this trade, watching trailers for, for movies that are going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Now, let me, let me stop you with some current ones. How do you feel about the band generated movies? I'm talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. There's Rocket Man that just got released, and then I think I think next week, or rather this week, uh, yesterday, uh, should be up and going. Have you heard of these movies? Yeah, so I I've I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, I've seen Rocket Man. I Bohemian Rhapsody, I think it's it's okay. I think it, it got a little bit for me a little too much hype when it came mm-hmm. to like um, awards season, but I I do think that it has an amazing like. 20, last 20 minutes of that movie i think it's just spectacular you don't really actually have to see the rest of the movie just see the last 20 minutes and it's amazing yeah. uh, yeah, rocket yeah, man yeah. i've seen recently i thought that was really great i actually like that one a little bit better than bohemian rhapsody just because i also i actually do like musicals too so that yeah. was more of a kind of a biopic musical kind of hybrid which i really enjoyed and i actually am very excited about yesterday because i am a beatles fan so you know i i know it's not about the beatles but to use their music and i think in this creative way and danny boyle himself is is also really uh, a great director that i admire his work so i'm i'm pretty mm-hmm. pretty excited about that one i'm actually going to try to get, catch that and it comes out this weekend so i'm going to definitely try to catch that. oh one. got it yeah i'm actually mm-hmm. more interested in the yesterday movie we did see rocket man my wife and i the other day mm-hmm. um and it was great as a as a singer songwriter myself i i find that the way I, i'm i'm pretty sure elton was like okay this is what's happening when i was writing this song and then mm-hmm. he just kind of pieced it together, and then uh, the producers and everybody else kind of got around and how to tell that story uh, in a way that's uh, more entertaining uh, than how Elton was. But I, I really that really struck a chord with me. But the Yesterday movie, that one I'm gonna be, I, I'm I'll probably go see it next week because yeah. a huge Beatles fan mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree with you on the Rocketman thing. I know he he I think he was an exec. You know, it's 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 different when it's about Freddie Mercury who isn't alive yeah. anymore, and you're really trying to get it from a third person's perspective. But mm-hmm. it's it's interesting that you know John Elton John basically gave his blessing and and kind of really contributed to that movie, right? Because he was I think he was an executive producer for it too. So he, he really was, yeah. yeah so really gave his voice and input on that, and I. Um, it's it's interesting, right? Uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of these old movies are based off people that are not there anymore. So it's really interesting yeah. to see a movie that you know the person's still alive. So you know, you, you hopefully you're getting a little bit more accurate telling of a person's character or a person's life. Yeah, and I actually heard of I I overheard I think it was on Z100, which is a popular radio station here, um, based in New York. Uh, he was on it. Uh, for one of the morning sessions, I never heard it. He was like, we were, it was in the making five years ago. Five years ago, this movie was in the making. And at the time, he had um, Tom Hardy as the main uh, lead actor for him. Oh, really? But he, Yeah, yeah. But he was like, you know, I think we should go the other route. Um, his husband uh, mentioned, I forget who the guy's name, whoever uh, played him on The Rocket Man. He was Jared like, this Edgerton. guy, yeah, yeah, this guy can sing. 
and he can act. So it's a singer mm-hmm. first before acting. Yes. And that's why I truly appreciate it because the, if if you heard this guy just live, just by himself, like the guy can actually sing. This is not some bull crap. That's you know Tom Hardy. If Tom Hardy you know played it, it would have been Elton's actual voice that he's mimicking. But this one is that guy's voice, and he's singing Elton's music. Yeah. I, I really, I really love that. And that's the difference between Bohemian Rhapsody and this movie too, right? Where Bohemian Rhapsody, they had someone who sounds a lot like Freddie Mercury help them sing those parts, but that's yeah. actually not, you know, Rami Malek singing. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Mark Martell, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, do you, or rather, I should say, uh, have you ever eaten anything weird, as in proteins or produce? Uh, I was recently in Japan. Ooh. Um, and okay, it was, weird this is not that. This Japan, is not that. Japan this is, is not weird. that weird. <laughs> this is not that weird, but it was a little weird to me. But we went to a sushi restaurant. They had horse sashimi, so I had to try that. Ooh. So I've never had horse, so I had that. It, it was okay. It was a little gamey, but I mean, it didn't taste bad. Yeah. Have you did dinner menu have the the frog stew? No, I didn't. I don't think I caught that when I was there. Or the uh, the live octopus. No, no, oh, no, I was not. I'm not going to try that. <laughs> Blowfish, I'm not going to try that. Live yeah, octopus, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> I've had the pleasure of having um, the, the live octopus when I was, oh. in, uh, was that, when we had a layover in Japan. I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was cool. I ate mm-hmm. it. It was it was delicious. But it's just weird because it's still moving, you know, kind of. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> it's just like, you know, trying to get down my throat and it's trying to crawl back up. I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> Asians are I mean, weird. I, yeah, yeah. I did get to go to uh, you know a yakitori place, which was super delicious, and you know we had the chicken heart, chicken liver. Ooh, so yeah, I mean, delicious. those were really delicious. Yeah, super delicious. Now, have you ever done a fast, or do you do intermittent fasting? And if not, have you tried it? No, I have not. I think I enjoy food too much in the sense that <laughs> I, just, I can't. I can't go you know without a meal without food. So I, you know, I, I am uh, not a faster. Would you consider it though? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I would. I, funny thing is, my 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 girlfriend actually is studying um, nutritional science. Oh, so I should ask her if I should be fasting or not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think she has an opinion about fasting, and maybe you got, um, maybe you two have to have a conversation about that. <laughs> maybe, but it's like um, yeah. knowing now that now that you're kind of we we've been talking about it, and you know, I'm in a business. I'm doing 70, 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my days usually start seven in the morning and then I get to the restaurant. I do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So that is the, I don't eat from, I start eating from 11 a.m. And then I stop eating at 6 p.m. No matter what I do. Mm-hmm. And I can have, I can have pretty much anything I want, but you want to try to keep it under 2000 or just about 2000 calories. Yeah. And it's not, I'm counting calories. I'm just counting my meals. Mm-hmm. But to, knowing that, how does that sound to you? Would you would you be up to doing that lifestyle? That actually doesn't sound too hard. If if it's just like eleven to six, uh, I mean, there are times where I eat later than six, and I definitely eat breakfast like before I go to work or when mm. I'm at work. So that's usually before eleven. I mean, but eleven to six doesn't sound that bad. I think you know when you first do it, you're probably going to be super hungry and wanting to eat. But I think over time, your body probably would adjust, and it wouldn't actually be that bad. Um, exactly my body adjusted after two months yeah at first i was super hungry and i was like oh my god what what is going on i can't do this and then i just kept pushing 
now it's a little weird if I eat anything before 11. And mm. my staff knows too. They're like, um, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just having tea. Relax. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not eating. Do you just change into a different person that just like just just, just super angry if you eat anything before eleven? <laughs> no, it's just uh, it's, since they know that I'm doing it and I'm vocal no, about just, it, they're trying to keep yeah, you yeah. in check. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're that's, they're watching me, and I'm like, good. I know. I was like, I get it. I just I'm just saying, let me have some damn tea. For me. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen any other movies recently, like the past week? Oh, uh, last week I saw Toy Story four. Which, uh, yeah, we're gonna go see that I, tomorrow. Yeah, I enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed, and I I think it's worth watching. But uh, I mean, not to put any ideas in your head or anything. I mean, I I still like number three more, and I I kind of still wish it just ended with three. With three, yeah. No, no I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, between but all it the Toy mean Stories. No, no, I get it. Between all the Toy Stories, though, which one would you choose as your favorite? I honestly would say three. I really, I yeah, I I love. I th- I think for me that's one of the best endings in a movie that I've like really ever seen. Like I think it's mm-hmm. so emotional, and it 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 um it for me when it happened I felt like oh man that is like the perfect end to like a trilogy right or this yeah, the yeah, story yeah. this story of these toys. And so, but then they announced the four. I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I watched it and I still enjoyed it immensely. I think the soundtrack for one is what captivated me more than anything. Yes. Like, I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I do think about like, I mean, for me, like, you know, if I'm going to rank them, it's somewhere probably like three and one are really close to each other. And mm-hmm. then I, I don't know about two and four. I, I think I might like four still more than two. Two was ad uh, for me. Yeah. So, but you're right. Number one, I, I, when I think about it, the thing I think the most is the music, right? The songs in that, in that, in that uh, movie. Yeah, like the original. You got a friend in me. Exactly. Oh my God. Heartstrings yeah. on that song. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful, uh, beautifully written. But anyway, how do you have any allergies to food? Do I have any allergies to food? I don't think I have any allergies to food. Really? Luckily, I don't have any. No. Peanuts, shellfish. Eggs, milk. No, I eat all those. Love them all. Wow. Welcome <laughs> to the few and the proud. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm lucky. Yeah. I say that um, because if you're in a restaurant with me, every hour there's an allergy to something. There's literally oh, allergies man. to every damn thing out there. And I want to share this with you. Um, I think it was four years ago. And you might get a kick out of this. Um uh, a guest came in. They said they were allergic to kale. You know the the green leafy vegetable yeah, kale. I like. I love kale. I don't. Is it because <laughs> someone didn't want to eat kale? Yes, exactly. That's what it was. Oh come on! And then um, the the guest goes, uh, "Can I have grilled bok choy mm. instead of the kale?" And at the time, my menu had bok choy. We're like, "Yeah, sure," but you're really not allergic to kale. You know, like it's it's okay to say you don't like it, mm-hmm. not to say you're allergic to it. I took a picture of it just for my, my sake and my sanity so I can <laughs> laugh at it later. Yeah, I know. Uh, we I've I've been to a couple of restaurants where, you know, I've been with friends that actually have do allergies and then but mm. our server will be like, do, do you really have an allergy? Because, <laughs> you know, we understand if you just want us to change food because it, it's a serious matter when you say something you're like allergic to something, right? It really is. Some, 
sometimes you you know even the slightest hint of something in in food you're going to have to change that item out or you, you don't realize that maybe it's in something else and then that could drastically change you know the way you create something yeah and actually for people involved they don't you guys don't really necessarily know this but every time someone says you're allergic so in, in my restaurant and this will attest to all corporate restaurants when someone rings in an allergy what in what happens in the kitchen is if it's let's say let, let's let's take a salad um, somebody says I'm allergic to eggs right and they want um, the Caesar salad which is based on eggs that's what the sauce is so we mm-hmm. have to make sure that the preparation like we have to flip all our pans all our cutting boards we have to wipe it down uh, we have to make sure that the bowls are clean no mm-hmm. no none of egg contact can go into it a new fresh bowl to mix that one salad etc and all the fixings once it comes up to the window typically no matter what restaurant you are if you're on the inside it, it will be served with two plates so you can distinguish that it's an allergy plate that's how we we can tell mm. um, and then that one gets specifically ran by a manager or someone that's hired than a, a server so so it's absolutely done without said allergy that's what happens in a generalized term when somebody says allergy mm. and I think often people don't realize exactly what happens and they just kind of nonchalant say allergy, but we still have to do it. That's, that's our standards. And we, we have to stay to that. And it's annoying when people are just like, Oh, they don't really, they're not really allergic. They just don't want to eat it. Mm -hmm. We still have to treat it an allergy nonetheless. So not to cause you any more work. Mm -hmm. What? So if someone, even let's say I have a pe let's say I had a peanut allergy but I don't see peanut or I don't see a peanut in the dish that I want to order. Should I still tell you? Absolutely. Just in case. Yeah. yeah just in case why? you prepare something with exactly. it. Exactly. So here's, here's what I call the differential factor of an allergy and just a preference, right? If my kid is allergic to peanuts, the, the first words out of my mouth would be, hi, how you doing? Um, we would like this. My son is extremely, my my, son, my daughter, my kid is allergic to peanuts. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't even matter what he's eating, what they're eating, but just say they're allergic to this. Please don't serve them this because, you know, they got adverse effects um, and then continue on. That should be the first sentence out of your mouth on any restaurant that you come in through. Uh, if you're allergic to something, that's like that's like allergy one on one. Right. And then there's the mm-hmm. preference one where they'll be like, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm allergic to gluten, so I can't have this without bread, but I'll still have the beer. Mm-hmm. right yeah they, they don't know they're like yeah. okay they think gluten is bread technically it is but gluten is a protein that's the the actual term yeah. for it and it can mm-hmm. go on anything liquid uh and baked goods primarily uh, it can be in sauces etc um so it's just it's kind of like a discerning thing uh before we kind of get into it but that's how it happens, and that's how it needs to happen every time. And actually, you know what? Um, three days ago, and I kid you not, and, and I had a fit. I went to the table. The parents goes, um, or rather the server comes in, hey, uh, we have an allergy to fish. I'm a fish restaurant. <laughs> okay? And I'm like, okay, who's allergic to fish? They're like, they're a kid. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Are, are they serious? She's like, yeah. So I took... I literally went outside. I'm like, hi, excuse me. Um, I heard that your uh, your kid is allergic to fish. They're like, yeah. And they're just, and it's not like, 
I get it. We're more careful than most. But you're taking you're taking a risk, a higher risk, taking your kid to a fish restaurant who's allergic to fish. Yeah, it's just like being in this space, right? Like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. It's like but taking I, someone with a peanut allergy to like a peanut factory or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. So I spoke to him. Yeah. I, made, I made sure. I was like, hey, look, this is what, let me know what you're having. And then we had a, a quick like two minute discussion. I was like, your kid cannot have X, Y, Z because he is allergic to fish. And we're literally a fish restaurant. So I will produce all his food in a pan away from everything else myself because I don't want to, I don't want your son to die. Yeah. Yeah. Some no, people, yeah. some people don't get it. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a little something else. But anyway, how do you feel about, <laughs> do you watch, <laughs> do you watch a lot of YouTube? I do, I do. Do you yeah. do you watch trailers on there? Oh yeah, that's kind of where I watch my trailers. It's just kind uh, of for YouTube. I got it, I got it. Have yeah. you seen where where you were in the movies this week? You said, um, did you see that trailer for that new Bruce Springsteen movie? Yes, I was actually going to mention that, but I couldn't remember the name, so I didn't want to just call, uh, just call it out. But yeah, I saw that. I'm I not saw a it this morning, I, yeah. and I was oh, like, no, sorry, oh my ahead. god. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I saw it this morning because I was watching Man in Black. And I was like, wow, Bruce Springsteen this time. But it's not, it's just his story, too. It's not mm-hmm. him. It's like a third person, somebody, uh, you know, taking his his story and his uh, his music and just kind of living it. And I'm like, wow, let's let's get into it. So I'm really excited about it. I'm all, yeah, I'm all I saw that, too. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big, you know, I'm not, I didn't grow up on Springsteen music. I, I've, never, I've never really listened to it too much. But I, I saw the trailer. I was like, this is this is on my alley. You know, I, yeah. I love coming of age movies. And that's what it kind of feels like to me. You know, this kid who's discovering himself through Springsteen's music. And I'm all for it, man. I'm, I'm excited for that one, too. Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily a Jersey boy, but I, I was I was raised. I, I mean, I lived here for 14 years now. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of get to know all the music. So Jovi. Bruce Springsteen, mm. like the major ones here, and then Joel over there across the, the the city, and those are like the three big names here, and all their music are everywhere, and everybody knows it. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming there's gonna be a Jovi movie somewhere soon, eventually. <laughs> eventually, I mean he's still alive, so he's gonna make it happen, maybe. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like you know everyone's gonna have a movie eventually. Yeah. Okay, so only a couple more questions for you because mm-hmm. I know we're getting a little a little later in time. Have you tried vegetarian or veganism? I've never tried it. Uh, I love meat too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I honestly, I'm not, um, I'm not against any of those kind of things. I, I've never really considered it, but I understand why people, why people do it. Mm. Yeah. Got it, got it. And then one final question for you. Derek, have mm-hmm. you ever eaten spam? Oh, of course, I've eaten spam. Yes, I love spam. Thank you, thank you <laughs> um, for filling yeah. my Asian heart. <laughs> my my mom, uh, this going back to my mom's cuisine. You know, my mom makes a really simple, just spam fried rice. It's like oh. soy sauce, soy sauce, rice, uh, spam, and egg. It's so Tell simple. Tell me more. And Tell me more. I would, I just gobble that up. That's still something that you know. Every, sometimes I go back like, Mom, can you just make some Spam fried rice? I would love to eat just some Spam fried rice. Yeah, Even though man. I can make it myself, I think she always makes it better. So, 
I tried to get my wife to eat it. She's like, nah. <laughs> Dude, spam fried rice. I love yeah, yeah. you know spam musubis. So I'm I'm all for spam, man. She's like, all what is this? This is gross. Yeah. <laughs> She's right behind me. She's like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's the texture my, my go- for my. Oh yeah, my girlfriend loves spam too. So we, we're we're a couple that loves spam. Oh, she has to love spam. She doesn't. She's not Filipino. <laughs> I'll tell her that. I'll tell her that. <laughs> it's a thing because um, I don't know if you knew. It, it started in World War, right? World War Two mm-hmm. when the U.S. came over. They produce something that can be um, held into a can form for like a year, and mm-hmm. during the war, that's like that's gold because the the troops can take it anywhere. They can have yeah. a meal no matter what, and that's what spam is. And mm-hmm. once the Filipinos got a hold of it, since we love pork so much, and that's a pork product, we're like, wow, like burgers and fries, like match made in heaven, like PB&J. <laughs> <laughs> Filipinos and spam. <laughs> yeah. Have you, um, have you ever been to a Jollibee restaurant over there? Oh, I've had Jollibee, yes. <laughs> you know they have a spam sandwich, right? Like a spam burger. Oh, I didn't know that. I've, I've, you know, whenever you eat Jollibee, it's always spaghetti and fried oh, chicken. Spaghetti. Which, yeah, which right. people, which people are like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a thing. Yeah, that is a, a thing. That is a thing. It's uh, and the spaghetti needs to be made with like ketchup. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be a little sweet. My my girlfriend, you know, she's uh, Filipino, but she actually hates that. She hates like that semi sweet spaghetti that they yeah. have. It doesn't yeah. have to be sweet. It's just, that's like tradition, you know? Mm-hmm. But Jollibee, for everyone that's kind of listening, it's a, it's a Filipino restaurant. It's more so uh, the same as McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Like, you can kind of correlate the two. And our main meal in Jollibee is uh, spaghetti and fried chicken. Yes. We don't know why. It just kind of goes together. That's that's our PB&J kind of, like our meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but that's what we like. Uh, can I can I ask you one question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know: Is there actually a good movie that you've seen that represents chefs well? Yes. Okay. Um, have you seen Chef? Yes, I love that movie with John so, Favreau. Yeah, with John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the only reason why I love it so much one because it depicts an actual chef. Two, they use actual lingo that I, that we would use in the kitchen. Nice. So all those that he was spitting out, kind of going back and forth with his, uh, with his Sue, with his, um, with his Major D, those are the same words I would say uh, to my, um, you know, to my staff. It, it's the same likeness, but then it kind of turns into, and then they become a taco truck, etc. And they have to mm-hmm. put a story. But um, if you are interested, though, uh, on Netflix, there's a documentary called "Mind of a Chef." Mm. It's narrated. Yeah, it's narrated by the great um, Anthony Bourdain, and he goes uh. he goes through with um, oh my god, the other Asian guy that's huge over here, David Chang. David Chang, thank you. I appreciate you knowing who the, the Asian guy is. Well, I love I love Ugly Delicious, or me and my uh, girlfriend love okay. watching that show on on Netflix. So I, I know who David Chang is. Yeah. So David Chang, it, he followed David Chang through his process of how he came about Momofuku, oh. um, all his like how he went to Japan to study in mm-hmm. his college years. It's a super great documentary, and I think you'd get a blast out of it. And it's a good, it's a good movie. And it's like yeah. I think six parts on it. I'm, no, I'm surprised I didn't I didn't really know about it or I haven't watched it yet. I'm definitely going to yeah. watch that because so me and my girlfriend, we love, watching, we, lo- we love watching Chef stuff. 
Yeah, me too. I it's uh it's so good. There's another one, uh, salt, fat, acid, heat. Yeah, we've we've seen that. We've seen it is. That. Um, I, I appreciate the way she breaks it down because it's four of the main um, tastes and textures mm-hmm. that we revolve around as chefs have to kind of discern and what to give you. So any combination of those or just by itself uh, on that dish can give you a proper you know plate. So the way yeah. she takes it, I, I appreciate it. But I'm going to type it out for you here. That way That'll be great. Thank you. Mind of a yeah. chef. And then there's another one, an actual movie, though. And I think it's only like an hour and ten. Uh, Hero Dreams of Sushi. Have you heard of this one? I've heard of it. I still haven't watched it yet. And I, I, it's, always, it's like always on my list. And yeah. I just never get around to watching it. Let's talk, about, let's talk about being a chef 101. This guy... Worked in the same restaurant for 70 years, 70 years. And he feels as if his sushi is still not up to par. It just tells you that kind of a mindset of being a chef. And most pertainingly to be an, because in Asian cuisine or just to be in Asia, there's different formulas and how we go about um, learning in a process of it. And this guy is like spitting image of what that is. And it's, uh, oh man, it's such a good, it's such a good documentary. Yeah, and um, I mean, I you don't know this about me, or some you haven't. I don't think I've said it yet, but I'm I'm a designer by trade, but you know, and I design Ooh. you know buildings. I'm in the architecture field, got it, got it. so it's it's the same thing, right? It's you know we design a building, you know it's it's got to get done at some point. It's it's you have to let it go in a sense, but it's mm. in your mind or in your heart, it's never really done. It's never perfect, right? Yeah. There's always something that can go more can go into it um you know and i i i i understand that kind of concept of you know after 70 years he still doesn't think it's perfect because you know if, when i design a building it gets out there i i see it i'm really proud of it but then i'm always going to see the small things that are not perfect or oh, not yeah. you know and that is yeah. the that is the true test of what's uh to be named in your craft you always want to look for something better the next day and the next time exactly. you do it because exactly. you can never be perfect, you know? And then one more for you. I think you'll, you'll, uh, you'll appreciate this. This is my actual YouTube channel where I reacted to yesterday. I think you'll get a oh, kick nice. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll definitely watch it. Um, I, I enjoyed making it. So I'm, I'm a part-time, not really filmmaker, but I do videos and stuff. Oh, um, cool. I'm fully in the band also. And we do that. I, I do a lot of crap for what I do. And so you also just don't sleep. Yeah, that's that's what it is. (laughs) But being in the restaurant business, and um, I had a podcast with my sous chef. He was was kind of interested in how I get all of this together because I I do a lot, right? And -hmm. I told him being in a business and having, I think for for two years in my restaurant, I was left by myself. And it's not just by design. It's just people quit. So I couldn't do anything about it. So I oh, had wow. to float the entire restaurant myself in the back of the house. So there's two houses, there's front of the house and back of the house. I had to do all the culinary stuff myself. Nobody uh-huh. was teaching me how to do it. I had to learn it all myself. So I had to plan my day on how to learn it. I had to study it and then how to execute it. and be Manage able your to time. Do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned how to manage my time to the T. And... Now that I'm more structured, I can then do everything else easier because I had that, let's say, hardship kind of per se for two years. So that there's that saying, uh, only uh, true strength only blooms 
and adversity, and that's where you get it. So nice. But uh, one final thing, Derek, would you like to uh, give our listeners uh, so where they can find you some links and some stuff? Yeah. So, um, uh, like he said at the top of the episode, we are the Film Trailers Podcast. It's me and my uh, co-host. His name is Alex. Um, and you can find uh, me on Instagram and Twitter at the same tag, which is uh, the wrong Daik. Daik is spelled D-A-Y-I-K. Mm. Uh, yeah, so you can find us there and then definitely download, download our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, basically the popular ones. Got it. Now, I need to get Alex on here too the next time. Then we'll oh, yeah. We can, we can definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then get your, get your girlfriend on here because I have some Filipino questions. You, you have Filipino <laughs> questions, but she, uh, I mean, a little bit about her. She actually used to be a pastry chef. Oh, oh, then yeah, yes. she went, she went to culinary school. She, uh, she did the pastry thing for a little bit, but wow. realized that it wasn't what she wanted. And now she's gone back to school. She's actually getting a, a degree in like nutritional science, you know, so she, I mean, yeah, she's a registered dietitian. So, you know, she, she's still kind of like food adjacent, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and yeah, she, yeah. she, her passion is still to bake and everything so wow you're living with a patissier and you had you didn't even know <laughs> <laughs> i get the benefits of just delicious desserts and pastries all the time so just <laughs> now i'll make sure to link uh, all of Derek's stuff underneath so you guys can find it uh make sure you do give it a listen and rate his stuff on apple podcast because any any rate and review gives us a little bit of bump and helps us to get into the standings but other than that, folks, uh, Chef's Meal airs every Monday where I talk to my sous chef, Sean, uh, where we kind of go about our week. We call that live in a restaurant. And then Chef's Meal on Thursday where you can find people like Derek and how he talks about his love for film and not eating Filipino food. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still eat Filipino food. I love the I Filipino food. It's just Certain the Filipino stuff. food I just won't eat. <laughs> it's just the weird stuff. Derek, you got anything else? No, I'm good, man. Thank you for having me, man. This was super Thank fun. You. I appreciate your time. I, I know the constant of time. Thank you for giving me 50 minutes. Other than that, folks, have a good night. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.